Well, hello and welcome to the Kindred Church Podcast. It is great to be with you. If we've not met before, my name is Daniel. I'm the pastor here. And normally, this is the platform where we share our in-person sermon recordings from Sunday mornings. But we are in a season of transition and change here at Kindred Church. Uh, Many of you have already heard the news, but just in case you haven't, we learned back in October that we would have three weeks to be out of the AMC movie theater where we have our worship services because unfortunately that theater uh, has gone out of business now. And so we have found a new location. Thankfully, we're going to Lions Farm Elementary School in Durham. We're very excited about that. But there was just no way for us to begin worship services at Lions Farm in November because we have to transport uh, all of our stuff, our, our equipment. We have to set up new volunteer systems and storage procedures, and, and all of that just takes time. So we're using the Sunday mornings in November to, to prepare for the start of our worship services at Lions Farm Elementary on December the 3rd. But while we don't have in-person worship in November, we wanted to offer some online worship resources to you. And so that's what this is. In lieu of our typical sermon series, we're sharing this series of conversations on the topic of change. And so we will dive into that important topic in just a minute. But before we do, a couple of quick updates for you. Uh, Just to make you aware, uh, we are hard at work at Lions Farm on these Sunday mornings in November uh, last Sunday, as as some of you know, we uh, had all of our volunteer team leaders and, and our staff meet on site at Lions Farm to do some initial visioning and planning of our setup in that space. I know that many of you are probably listening to this podcast recording uh, on Sunday morning of November the 12th. And if that's the case, then even as you listen to this, we've got all of our volunteers meeting on site at Lions Farm And that's the day we're going to do our initial setup of our equipment in the space and and iron out some some of our storage procedures that that need to be ironed out. So it's an exciting time, and I would encourage you to to keep the whole Kindred community in your prayers in this season of of change and preparation. Uh, One other announcement just to to make sure that's on your radar. Uh, Sunday, December, the no, December, I'm getting ahead of myself, Sunday, November the 12th. Uh, We are going to have an in-person event, just a casual hangout at Glass Jug Brewery in Durham, the RTP location. We're going to be there from 3.30 to 5. It's kid-friendly, dog-friendly in this season when we're not having our regular in-person worship services. This is a great chance to come out and hang out with kindred people, meet some new friends, and and check in with old friends as well. Uh, You can get more details about that and a lot of other things that are going on in our church right now through our newsletter, and we've got that linked for you in the podcast description. Well, with all those preliminaries out of the way, uh, let's turn our attention back to this important topic of change. Uh, If you were with us on last week's episode, you know that we started off this series by talking about the problem of change. And today we're going to switch gears a little bit and we're going to talk about the possibility of change. In subsequent weeks, we're going to talk about the power of change and then the promise of change. And here to help me discuss these important things, I've got our friend Leanne McGregor. Uh, Many of you know Leanne if you're active in the Kindred community, but uh, if you don't know her or you don't know her credentials, just to remind you, uh, Leanne is our uh, Kindred care team leader. So she helps me to extend pastoral care to folks in our community. Leanne has a master's in pastoral care from Fordham University. She's a trained Stephen minister 
and she has many years of experience in the addiction treatment field. So Leanne, uh, welcome back to the podcast. Good to have you with us again. Hi, Daniel. Happy to be here. Awesome. Well, uh, let's talk about change. And as I said, we're switching gears from the problem of change that we discussed last week to the possibility of change. And this feels like an appropriate shift because when we first experience change, it often does feel like a problem, as we talked about last week. But uh, as we sit with it, a lot of times we can find that change brings some some powerful possibility as well. Uh, We're going to focus our discussion today on a passage of scripture from Joshua chapter 3. Uh, so Leanne, would you mind giving us a little uh, context for this part of scripture and, and what's going on in this particular passage? Sure. So uh, at this point in the story of the Israelites, they are within um, maybe a day or two from the promised land and all the possibility that the promised land holds for them. As I mentioned last week, they have been wandering in the desert for about 40 years, which is much too long. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, it's a bit of a mystery as to why it took them so long to get there, because it wasn't that very far. But uh, they've run into a lot of problems, and a lot of those problems involved unwanted change. And now, this close to their destination, they've run into yet another problem, and that problem is the Jordan River. Mm. And they've got to get across it, or, you know, the, the journey has been for nothing. So this passage talks about uh, them crossing the Jordan River, and and you'll probably remember that uh, earlier in the story of the Israelites, if you're familiar with their story, they ran into a similar obstacle, which was the crossing of the Red Sea. And in that instance, God out outstretched God's arm. And in so doing, the waters of the Red Sea parted, and the Israelites were able to cross without so much as a drop of water hitting them. This story is a little different, and uh, you'll see what I mean as I as I read through it. So Joshua three chapter, uh, sorry, chapter three, verse fourteen. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the ark of the covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a great heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan. While the water flowing down to the Sea of the Arabah, that is the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over to Jericho, The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground, while all the people passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. Thanks for reading that for us, Leanne. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting passage and uh, lots of vivid imagery. You know, I could kind of visualize it happening uh, as you were reading it. I wonder uh, what stands out to you in your reading of this passage. You know, I've always read this passage as a call to faith. When the people arrived at the Red Sea, God had gone ahead and stopped the water or held the water back for Mm -hmm. them. In this instance, 
the people at the head of the group uh, who happened to be the religious leaders, they actually had to step into the water in order for the water to stop flowing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really important distinction because uh, they didn't really know what was going to happen next as they stepped into the water. And so their understanding of who God is and how God works must have been, you know, severely tested. They had to enter into the unknown with nothing but their faith in God to give them hope. And I always, you know, I tend to want God to show me what's coming. So I have advanced proof of God's provision, but this isn't exactly how God works. And I say exactly because it really is how God works. Throughout my relationship with God, God has proven time after time after time how faithful God is and loving and merciful. And so this kind of links back to the altar of remembrance I talked about last week. And every mm -hmm. time I see or read or experience something that reminds me of God's past faithfulness, I'm reassured of God's future faithfulness. And the other thing really about this passage is that it reveals how we're called upon to be proactive in our faith. We have to step into the water before we get to experience the possibilities of what's in store. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's a really important insight, I think, from this, from this passage. And, you know, the, the, the passage tells us that the river was like at flood stage, right? And so mm -hmm. this is, this is not a harmless little creek that they're putting their their feet into. Right. Uh, this is a fast flowing, big at this point river, uh, to where you know putting your feet in certainly putting much more of your body into this river came with very real risks, right? It, this this was not um, this was not without without risk, and I think that's that's an important part of this. You know, as as I was thinking on this passage, it it kind of reminded me a little bit of the story in the new Testament where Jesus is walking on water mm. on the sea of Galilee. And he, he calls out to Peter. Well, Peter initiates and calls out to him. And then Peter ends up having to, to step out of the boat. Right. right. And, and, and Peter begins to, to walk on the water at Jesus's invitation. And in, in both of these stories, you know, it's, it's like, we, it, it's reminding us, we, we get these moments in our lives and throughout our faith journey where God asks us to trust and we we have to walk by faith and not by sight because mm -hmm. we we don't see how God is going to get us to where God says we're going to go. Uh, it, it just, it looks like it's not possible. And yet God invites us to, to trust and to continue walking. And uh, I think that's a, a really powerful and, and important image for us in our, in our faith journeys. I think yeah. it's also, um, it's a bit like our our calling to follow Jesus in general. If we want to think about this in the in the macro sense, you know, at at a certain point or, or maybe many points throughout our our lives, we we have to make a a choice to be a follower of Jesus, to be a Christian, to to submit our lives to God. Mm -hmm. And at the outset, we don't always know where that's going to take us. We don't always know what that's going to entail. Uh, we do know that it's often going to entail challenges and and hardships, and uh, you know we we trust that it will be worth it and it's the right thing to do. But there are many moments where we don't we don't know that for certain. We can't see how, and and yeah. we have to we have to put our feet in the water, so yeah. to speak. Um, You're so right, Daniel. Um, you know we're intrigued by the possibility of what might be, um, you know, 
coming our way, but possibilities aren't guarantees. And so, um, you know, entering into something uh, unknown, while it can be exciting in a sense, it can also be scary. And that's where I believe it's so important. We get to know who this God is. We get to know who this God is as represented through the life of Jesus. And we'll discover that this isn't an easy path. Being a follower of Christ isn't an easy path, uh, but it's uh, a wonderful path. It's, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's the only thing that's worth living for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's so truly. And, and, and I think, you know, when we, when we think about God, what we see, especially in Jesus, but throughout scripture, God is a relational God and God wants to grow in relationship with us. And if we think about how relationships grow, uh, there's often these moments uh, where in a relationship, we have to to put our feet in the water, so to speak. We, you know, we have to trust this other person that we're in relationship with and then see if they are indeed worthy of our trust. And it's, it's kind of like hard to know that unless we grant them a little bit of our, our trust. And I think God knows that dynamic. And I think that's, that's part of why God calls us to these moments uh, so that he can show us that he is trustworthy. Right. Um, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That that certainly seems to be the, Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. And that's that certainly seems to be the case for the Israelites here as they're uh, entering into this this promised land and the new chapter that God has for them as a people. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about change. And Leanne, I'm curious, given this passage and and these these dynamics, um, what do you think this story can teach us about change and and specifically the possibility of change? Yeah, so it's <clears throat> it's no secret that I've spent a lot of time in the 12-step world over the past very many years. And 12-step programs use something called slogans to give people in recovery a sort of lifeline when things get a bit dicey. And the slogans are famously pithy and easy to remember, mm-hmm. but they're also quite profound. And a favorite of mine that relates to this discussion is this, nothing changes if nothing changes. I mean, how easy is that? right? (laughs) But also so very powerful. And um, if we want to experience change, something has to change. I use this slogan all the time in my personal life. And at this juncture in the history of Kindred Church, I'm also using it to remind me that the kind of contentment we were experiencing at the AMC theater may ultimately have been a source of stagnation for us. And I've had to remind myself that our calling isn't to contentment. Our calling is to put ourselves out there on behalf of this God who we are taking the time to get to know. And uh, this God who we are discovering is so loving and merciful and hopeful. Um, and, And we want to invite people in need of this message into our community and perhaps staying where we were um, you know, was was eventually be going to become an obstacle to us really, you know, taking the next step, moving into the next stage of kindred church. And so, you know, accepting that the things that make me comfortable aren't always, you know, what God has for me, this requires me to change. 
And it requires me to, you know, be more proactive and faithful and outgoing and less interested or less invested in what feels comfortable. So, you know, I, I guess I, I just reflect on the fact that, you know, we see so many possibilities for kindred church, but if we want to enter into those possibilities, we may have to, or definitely at this moment in time, we'll be moving through seasons of change that are going to pull on us a little bit, um, you know, stretch us and uh, ask things of us that we wouldn't ordinarily ask of ourselves. I've experienced this repeatedly since uh, I, I began attending Kindred Church. I've, I've gone from being, you know, a person who arrived late and left early for everything just because <laughs> I didn't want to interact with people. <laughs> yeah. And now I can't get to Kindred early enough and I can't stay, stay late enough because <laughs> I just want to connect with everybody. And this isn't my doing. This is something that the Holy Spirit is doing with me and in me. Um, and, and yet having said that, it feels like this is, you know, the best version of who I am. And I would never have pushed myself in those directions, had it not been for the power of the Holy Spirit and uh, the, the tremendously positive impact kindred church has had on me so i find it exciting yeah. I, I i find you know nobody likes you know being uprooted from a routine that was working um but change is full of possibility and possibility is exciting and i want to see what the possibilities uh are in this relocation of kindred church and and i and i'm excited that it's going to ask something of me that i maybe don't naturally want to want to give. Yeah. Well, that's a really good perspective on it. Um, absolutely. I think, you know, as I, as I think about this passage and what it might have to teach us about change um, related to, to kindred church, but also just related to other changes that we go through in our lives. I, I kind of hear God saying through the story that when we, when we hear God's call, when we feel God's nudge, uh, there, there's a sense in which sometimes we, we have to like, just do it. You know, mm -hmm. we may be scared. We may be, uh, intimidated. We may have reservations for, for all sorts of good reasons, but it's, you know, it's the, it's the Nike slogan, right? You just, yep. just do it. Just and, do it. uh, you know, I, I kind of, as I was thinking on this, this passage, I, I, I wondered if from God's perspective, he doesn't sometimes feel like a parent. Um, you know, I, uh, I have two young kids myself and, and I find that a lot of times I will tell them to do something that they don't really want to do, you know, that, uh, they need to change their behavior or at least change what they're doing in a given moment. You know, Hey, it's time to go and take your shower. Uh, you got to stop playing and go take your shower. And that's a change that, that they often don't want. And so they drag their feet and they lament and, you know, they do what, what kids do. And I find myself telling them, you know, if you just did it, it would be over with, <laughs> and it actually wouldn't be as bad as you think. And you could move on to, to whatever's next, you know, and, uh, I kind of hear, I kind of hear God, uh, saying a similar thing through, through stories like this. And, um, absolutely. I could be yeah. helpful in the face of, of change that, um, you know, sometimes our, our whining or our complaining, or even our, our fear is, is really just holding us back from something good. That's, that's just on the other side. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Well, in, in uh, kind of wrapping up here, um, Leanne, is there, is there any other kind of connections that you would draw between this, this passage and our, uh, and our dealing with, with change? You know, I keep thinking as, as I've been revisiting this, these passages about the Israelites, I've been thinking about um, how patient God is and how tenacious God is. God had a vision and a plan for the Israelites. God still has a vision and a plan for the Israelites. And in spite of all of their resistance and complaining and, you know, two steps forward, one step back, God never gave up on this plan. And it's so interesting to me to observe how God worked with the Israelites and on behalf of the Israelites. And it, it just, you know, really brings home to me that this tenacious God is at work on, on my behalf as an individual and is also at work on behalf of Kindred Church. God wasn't at all surprised when the AMC theater, you know, decided it was time to close down. And God is already at Lions Farm School and God is making a way for us. And we just have to do it, as you say, and, and you know, as Nike said before mm -hmm. you, <laughs> um, sorry, Daniel, <laughs> it's been taken. Yes. But, um, you know, God is at work. God isn't confined by, you know, this moment in time or, or this, you know, this place in space. God is in the past, the present, and the future. And, you know, with that kind of confidence, we have nothing to fear. And we have no reason not to step into the very fast-moving flood stage <laughs> Jordan River and just do it with the confidence of this God who is acting on our behalf at all times. And, mm -hmm. and acting on our behalf because we're fulfilling God's plan. We're, we're, we've been invited to be a part of this incredible mission of delivering a message of hope and inclusion and unconditional welcome to people who really need to hear that. And so, you know, God's not going to let stuff get in our way and, and neither should we. Yeah, that's, that's very well said, Leanne. And, and I agree. I mean, I think the, that, that, speaks to the possibility of this change that we have before us. And, you know, as, as I shared in a sermon a couple of weeks ago, you know, the, the, at, at first when we found out AMC was closing, it did feel very painful for a variety of reasons, mm -hmm. but, but as we uh, settled on Lions farm and as we explored that, that option more fully for our new location, the perspective of what a possibility that was just became stronger and stronger and stronger, you know, to the point where, um, you know, within a 15 minute drive of Lions Farm Elementary School, there's over 160,000 people who live there. It's wow. it's one of the fastest growing parts of Durham and, and of the whole triangle area. And there's also fewer churches per capita in that in that part of town, mm -hmm. uh, certainly many, many, many fewer churches per capita that share our commitment to inclusive theology and ministry. And so the, the, the possibility of what we can do there and the impact that we can make is just incredible. And from that perspective, it, it starts to become clear 
oh, maybe this is why God is putting us through this change. Like this, this really is going to be better and certainly in the long run. And um, so that gets me excited. And, you know, my, my hope, and here's kind of a, a closing thought as we, as we wrap up my hope for everybody listening to this is that in their own times of change, uh, in their own times, when it's, when it does feel painful, that, that this perspective uh, in this example would be reassuring that God is continuing to work and that there is possibility in every change that that happens as a result. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, a couple of, of quick reminders before we have our closing prayer. Don't forget that our first uh, public worship service at Lions Farm is going to be December the 3rd at 10 a.m. We're going to kick off the Advent season, a season of joy. So bring friends, family, neighbors, coworkers, anybody you can think of. We want to Fill that new space with a lot of kindred love, and we need your help to to do that. So look forward to seeing you on December the 3rd. Hope to see many of you at the Glass Jug Hangout on the afternoon of Sunday the 12th. And with that, Leanne, would you wrap us up with a closing prayer? I'd love to. God of infinite possibilities, help us to prepare for change. Ignite within us the desire to change in ways that make us more effective in reaching people longing for all that you offer. We thank you that we enter this new chapter with a rich history of your faithfulness behind us. Help us to draw from this history so that we can be emboldened in accomplishing the next chapter in the story of Kindred Church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next time.